From that day to this, the charity had gone on and prospered. At least, the charity had gone on, and the estates had prospered. Wool-carding in Barchester there was no longer any, so the bishop, dean, and warden, who took it in turn to put in the old men, generally appointed some hangers-on of their own. Worn-out gardeners, decrepit grave-diggers, or octogenarian sextons, who thankfully received a comfortable lodging and one shilling and fourpence a day, such being the stipend to which, under the will of John Hiram, they were declared to be entitled. Formerly, indeed, that is, till within some fifty years of the present time, they received but sixpence a day, and their breakfast and dinner was found them at a common table by the warden, such an arrangement being in stricter conformity with the absolute wording of old Hiram's will. But this was thought to be inconvenient, and to suit the tastes of neither warden nor beadsman, and the daily one shilling and fourpence was substituted with the common consent of all parties, including the bishop and the corporation of Barchester. Such was the condition of Hiram's twelve old men when Mr. Harding was appointed warden. But if they may be considered as well-to-do in the world according to their condition, the happy warden was much more so. The patches and butts, which in John Hiram's time produced hay or fed cows, were now covered with rows of houses. The value of the property had gradually increased from year to year and century to century, and was now presumed by those who knew anything about it to bring in a very nice income, and by some who knew nothing about it to have increased to an almost fabulous extent. The property was farmed by a gentleman in Barchester who also acted as the bishop's steward, a man whose father and grandfather had been stewards to the bishops of Barchester and farmers of John Hiram's estate. The Chadwicks had earned a good name in Barchester. They had lived respected by bishops, deans, canons, and precentors. They had been buried in the precincts of the cathedral. They had never been known as griping hard men, but had always lived comfortably, maintained a good house, and held a high position in Barchester society. The present Mr. Chadwick was a worthy scion of a worthy stock, and the tenants living on the butts and patches, as well as those on the wide episcopal domains of the sea, were well pleased to have to do with so worthy and liberal a steward. For many, many years, records hardly tell how many, probably from the time when Hiram's wishes had been first fully carried out, the proceeds of the estate had been paid by the steward or farmer to the warden and by him divided among the beadsmen, after which division he paid himself such sums as became his due. Times had been when the poor warden got nothing but his bare house, for the patches had been subject to floods, and the land of Barchester butts was said to be unproductive. And in these hard times the warden was hardly able to make out the daily dole for his twelve dependents. But by degrees things mended, the patches were drained, and cottages began to rise upon the butts, and the wardens, with fairness enough, repaid themselves for the evil days gone by. In bad times the poor men had had their due, and therefore in good times they could expect no more. In this manner the income of the warden had increased, the picturesque house attached to the hospital had been enlarged and adorned, and the house had become one of the most coveted of the snug clerical sinecures attached to our church. It was now wholly in the bishop's gift, 
and though the dean and chapter in former days made a stand on the subject, they had thought it more conducive to their honour to have a rich precentor appointed by the bishop than a poor one appointed by themselves. The stipend of the precentor of Barchester was eighty pounds a year. The income arising from the wardenship of the hospital was eight hundred, besides the value of the house. Murmurs, very slight murmurs, had been heard in Barchester, few indeed and far between, that the proceeds of John Hiram's property had not been fairly divided. But they can hardly be said to have been of such a nature as to have caused uneasiness to anyone. Still the thing had been whispered, and Mr. Harding had heard it. Such was his character in Barchester, so universal was his popularity, that the very fact of his appointment would have quieted louder whispers than those which had been heard. But Mr. Harding was an open-handed, just-minded man, and feeling that there might be truth in what had been said.